Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Sarah B. And this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. You have found the crazy podcast, right? Um... If you are a longtime listener, welcome back. As always, you guys are great. It is Monday, August 15th. Um, that makes it 815 day here in my area. Uh, you guys are probably like, who cares? Um, that's our area code. So, you know, they sometimes do uh, cool sales and whatnot uh, in the area uh, to celebrate. So, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it's not a unique thing. I've heard that uh, towns in Kentucky, like Louisville and stuff, they do something similar. So it's kind of neat that um, my town got involved, even though we're not in Kentucky. Oh my goodness, I'm rambling. Okay, so tonight started soccer practice. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, we've got quite a group of kids. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's that season again, right? We are almost ready to go back to school. Um, I, I hope that you guys, if your kids are going back to school, I hope that, um, you know, they are finding a better classroom than the ones that a lot of them saw last year. And of course the year before, um, hopefully you are not inundated with CRT and all that other garbage, uh, because it is absolutely just destruction, absolutely just destruction, um, there's there's nothing else really to say about it. There's nothing good about it. But I do want to give a moment. Um, I had a DM come through from Crystal. I'm not going to say her last name, but um, she was she sent me a, a lengthy message, and I appreciate it so so much. She had some very kind things to say, and then she um, talked about. Uh, some of the the issues that she's having in Flagstaff, Arizona. And um, I think it really underlines what a lot of parents are going through um, in their own school districts. For instance, um, you know, she talks in her uh, message to me about um, having fought the mask mandates um, and having to fight for in-person learning, um, you know, protesting, writing letters to their state officials. Um, she, she really was feeling um, disenfranchised, really feeling um, fed up, right? And, and how can you not? Because I think for a lot of us for the last two years, we haven't felt heard. And now especially that the CDC has decided that, um, oh, the unvaccinated now have the same rules and regulations that the vaccinated do. I feel so bad for all the people who were forced to take that stupid uh, gene therapy experiment uh, into their bodies. I really do feel bad, especially when it came down to making that choice. Do I feed my family or do I not, right? Um, That's absolutely unfair. And I really hope those of you that this that were affected by this, I hope you sue the crap out of them. I think there needs to be a class action lawsuit against the CDC for utter negligence, crimes against humanity, and of course, using the Nuremberg Codes. Um, and then I would go after my workspace, everybody who pushed it oh gosh oh yeah i sued them until they have nothing left and maybe you guys will come out bajillionaires and 
That would be awesome. Right up until uh, Biden's 87,000 IRS agents come knocking on your door. Uh, I'm sure you are going to be public enemy number one. Um, but anyway, uh, Crystal continues um, and she's talking about, uh, you know, how her children really did suffer. They've they've missed fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh grade. Um, they're behind. And so she has had to get them into private school. I, I recommend private school if you can afford it. Um, you know, it tends to be uh, a different environment. Um, but also I, I give a thumbs up to everybody out there who are, who are, um, homeschooling their children. Uh, I don't know that there's a better education really. Um, if you have the means, if you have the ability, if you have the wherewithal to do it, pull your kids out and do it. Um, if you can. Now I recognize too, that that might not be for everybody, right? Um, some parents cannot dedicate that time. Some do not have the patience. Some do not have the confidence. Some don't have the ability, right? You know, everybody's working and trying to make ends meet in this Biden recession. Um, let them own it. Let them own it, folks. It is a true recession. And when you start listening to uh, what the elites over at J.P. Morgan and some of these other groups are saying, uh, we are headed for something worse than that, it, it sounds like. So hopefully we can get this train turned around before uh, we get into a full-blown depression. But Crystal was saying, um, you know, she put them in private school. And part of the reason that she did this was because of the critical race theory and the LGBTQ uh, LMNOP uh, agenda, right? Um, and she mentioned that um, her her oldest son was pulled from public school a week after he told me that he saw more boy-on-boy -boy kissing at school than boy-girl kissing. Um, you know, this is 6th, 7th, and 8th grade kids. Uh, I guess like, I grew up in the private school system and we didn't see anybody kissing in those grades. But times are different. Kids are different. I, I will be the first to admit to you that kids are different Um we are constantly going through child drama here in my neighborhood. The, the, the tween drama is for real, folks. Like, it is always something. Every other day, it is something. So, um, you know, if I don't doubt that um, these middle schoolers are kissing in the hallways. But, you know, it really, you know, is this something that is because, you know, is this a result of uh, people being more accepting of alternative lifestyle or is this a result of this agenda um, that's being pressed on everybody, right? And what do I mean by that? I mean this LGBTQ LMNOP agenda that um, isn't necessarily out to... Uh, build up confidence to um, inspire people to be their authentic selves, whatever their authentic self might be, right? It is a way for kids to find that niche of victimhood because let's face it, um, those with the most victimhood, right? Like they get the most opinion. And I know Ben Shapiro talked about this for PragerU. Your opinion uh, as a heterosexual white male is worth nothing. But if you are a, um, a woman who is also gay, um, 
you know, your opinion is worth more. But if you're a black woman, I think his example was if you're a black woman who is a lesbian, then your opinion is worth more than the white woman. And if you are a trans black woman, your opinion is worth more than just a black lesbian woman, right? Like, it really, it's just, it's just these little niches of victimhood. So, you know, while I do believe that, um, some people, you know, are born to live this alternative lifestyle. Again, I, I admit I'm Catholic. I'm not supposed to even say these things according to the doctrine of the church. I am just stating that, um, you know, the, the reality seems to be that some people are born with this, you know, proclivity, right? I don't know. I'm not a child psychologist, right? I don't think that it is very many people. I don't think it makes them bad people, um, but I think that there is an agenda for people to try to live this alternative lifestyle. Now, you know, when I was growing up, you know, it was kind of something that we did, you know, oh, if you kissed a girl in a bar, you know, you did it for uh, attention, right? You got the attention that you were looking for that, oh my gosh, what did they just do? That, right? Or you, you know, going back further, you know, when I was a teenager, I got into the goth movement and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't super heavy into it, but I loved it. I loved, you know, movies like The Crow. I loved that, you know, The Cure. I love the whole emo thing, right? I was very moody and frequently very depressed as a teenager. And it was kind of something that made me, uh, I don't know, seem to speak to me. And I still, I still like parts and aspects of that, right? And, you know, my sister got into the punk thing. So are these phases, are these, you know, moments in life where kids are just being kids like we were back in the day? Or is this an agenda so that um, it's confusing children? And I, I, I feel what Crystal is saying here, you know, because it's not necessarily something that you want your kids exposed to. She's not saying, oh, just because they're boy, you know, two boys kissing, that was the issue. I, I, you know, I kind of get the feeling that it's, you're kissing at all. Like you're, you're in middle school, right? Like, come on, let's not push it here. But, you know, is it part of the agenda or, or, or not, you know, and, and I think a lot of us parents really do feel that this has nothing to do with kids who are authentically alternative lifestyle. I think it has everything to do with um, pushing this, this agenda, this narrative where, where kids are confused, and then they, they get, you know, preyed upon, um, you know, so that we can groom them to be open to things that they know that they shouldn't be, such as pedophilia, right? I think that's the, I think really that is the end goal. So I understand what she's saying when she says, you know, the, the CRT is just poison, but so too is this LGBTQ movement, right? Like you, if you have to talk about your sexuality to children, you have a problem and you're a groomer. I'm just going to call it like it is, okay? If you feel that you cannot teach children of any age without them uh, being aware of how you identify as a sexual adult, you're a groomer. I, I don't know what else to say. You're a groomer. At no time when I was growing up did we 
have you know what like if you even saw your teacher outside of the classroom like at a restaurant or at a at a grocery store you were mind boggled because holy cow like they didn't exist outside of that classroom they had no other lives they didn't go and hang out with anybody like they 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 taught at the school and that was it that's what they did and you had mrs so-and-so or mr so-and-so but you know it never occurred to you that they were married had kids it was it was mind-boggling to even think that your teacher had a social life or a married life or a sex life. You never knew that when I was growing up. If you are a teacher and you feel like, you know, I have to be open with my students and I just have to tell them how I identify, you're a groomer. You're part of the problem. So I understand um, when she says, you know, this was a difficult decision, but this is what she's had to do. And so she's hoping that um, they can get school choice. Again, we've talked about that on the program, uh, school choice. Not having school choice is actually the racist point, right? Like if you are pro-school choice and these lefties are trying to tell you you're racist, yeah, you're not. School choice allows for schools to compete for students. If children from an underprivileged neighborhood are getting a crap education and they want to go to a better school and they have school choice, the parents don't have to figure out how to make that happen by moving maybe somewhere that they can't afford to go. They can just say, you know what? No, the school is failing. I'm not sending my children here. I'm going to send them over to this other school. By Taking school choice away, you're forcing the the underprivileged especially to stay in those neighborhoods. They can't escape. It's all districting. And then when you redistrict because you want to take these underprivileged kids and then just redistrict them wherever because, you know, you want more inclusion and diversity, it doesn't bring up that other school. It brings it down because they're just there because uh, you redistricted, not because their parents actually give a crap and want them to get a better education, get them out of the underserved uh, neighborhoods. Do you see what I'm saying? So she goes on to say um, about COVID, right? Because, and I really love that she wrote all of this because um, I think it really speaks to uh, the hardships. This is a real person with real struggles. And I think we can all relate to that. She says, you know, her husband and I lost, she was my husband and I lost our restaurant in 2020. My gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I can't begin to imagine Uh, what that was like for your family and how many other families across this great nation saw the same thing and and around the world how many people poured their entire lives into their little business or their maybe it's a pretty good sized business I don't mean to be exclusive but maybe you know you pour your life your your savings your your hopes your dreams into your business only to have it be taken away by the government do you know that um, the government is supposed to pay you for that did you know that? I can't remember which amendment that is, but if the government is the one who forced you out of business, especially because of something like this pandemic, then they are required to give you, uh, they're supposed to compensate you for that. It was their choice, not yours, to shut the doors. Yep. Okay, so she says, we almost lost everything. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, I decided to get a job working nights at a factory to keep us afloat. My husband found work and we have got barely gotten by. I tell you, we had the six month savings and COVID crushed us. You're talking about six month savings. Like, you know, 
that is on average what most Americans had set aside, you know, give or take, not most, but a lot of Americans had set aside on average six months to keep them afloat, right? As coming out of Trump, that Trump era, a lot of Americans could put some money aside so they could face hard times. But now, now in this economy, in this inflation, as it climbs over 8% um, and is continuing to climb, and we are approaching, you know, uh, the lowest wages. I think wages have gone down by 3% in the last 18 months, I think was, was uh, what I heard on um, Steve Bannon today. That's incredible. I mean, you're, you're making 3% less every day. That's just insane to me. That's insane. Um, so she had six months of savings and COVID crushed us. How relatable. We are not the rich white people that they are trying to shame. And she says, gosh, I wish I was. Don't we all? Don't we all? Who cares what color, right? right rich, white, rich, black, rich, rich, Asian. Who cares, right? Like, don't you all kind of wish that? Oh, I wish we were. Shame me. I don't care. Uh, she says, I have to get food boxes every week to supplement for our family. We're a normal family and the political damage that the other side has driven into our country has just about taken my family down. We, of course, will be fine because we will do anything to work hard for our children. We will do anything to keep our livelihood. And then she says she appreciates my, my show. And I do appreciate her for writing. How relatable is that? Right? So ladies and gentlemen, like I have said from the beginning, if you think you're alone, you're not. You are not alone. You are not alone in your struggle. You're not alone in your fight. You're not alone in facing off with your school board or writing to your state officials. You are not alone in, in screaming at your representatives. You're not alone at all. I get these letters um, with some frequency and I love them because it's just more proof. It's, you know, I love that they're listening to my show. That's so flattering. And I, I oh my gosh, I appreciate you guys so much, but it's more than that. It's more than that. It's about finding that community and, and staying in the fight. We are fatigued. Welcome to the battle. We are all battle fatigued. We are tired of, of duking it out. Remember, I just, uh, I think I, I talked to you about the father, um, the single father who, you know, was battling it out and he's kind of asking himself, what am I doing this for? We're doing it for our children and for our grandchildren. You know, the founding fathers knew that um, they had everything to lose. And we're kind of that next generation here. We are the next. We are it. No one is coming to our rescue. No foreign country is coming to give us aid. They're not going to send us food baskets. They're not going to send us billions of dollars. They're not going to bail us out. We have to do this for ourselves. We are fatigued. We're tired. But take heart and take courage because we're not alone. And parents are doing this all over the country. Now, if you are in Alaska and you're in Wyoming, your primaries are tomorrow. Get thine butt to the polls. Liz Cheney is trying to steal. She's trying to steal the election. Okay, she's doing the same tactic that the Democrats did where she did this mass mailer of... Um, of uh, absent, not absentee ballots, but mail-in ballots. Yeah, Real cute, Liz Cheney. Your dad's a war criminal. Seriously? Guys, vote her out. Alaska, you do not have a winner with that Republican either. Find the MAGA person and vote for them. Do you understand? Look, we have 
an ability to take back the House, to take back the Senate, and to take the presidency in 2024. And we can hammer these daggone Democrats, but we have to get the rhinos out of here. Liz Cheney is a Democrat. It would be nice of her to just admit it, but she's an absolute Democrat. She's a trash person. She's a garbage person, like Dan Bongino says, right up there with Adam Kinzinger. I don't care. They're little poops in the toilet, and I would flush them on down if I could. They're terrible. They're worthless people. They're not people that I would ever want to associate, and they are certainly not patriots, and I don't care that Aaron Kinzinger is a veteran. Some veterans are just not cut from the same material as the rest of us. I said what I said. She could be voted out tomorrow. You guys got to get to the polls. I don't want to hear, oh, you know what? I was going to go, but uh, we had to work. No, no. You have the legal ability to take time off and go vote. You have the ability. It is your constitutional right if you are an American citizen to go and vote. Cast a vote. Bring a coworker. Bring your friends. Bring your aunt. Bring whomever you can. Get down to the polls and then give 9, 10, 15 people a text message or a call. Say, hey, I just voted. Make sure you get down here. We can change this. We can do this. We don't have to live under the thumb of these people who hate this nation and hate us. We don't have to do it. Alaska, Wyoming, you're up. Let's see. And then who's next? Uh, August 23rd, Florida and Oklahoma, you're up. We can do this. Do you understand? You don't have to live in this you know, existence where we are right now. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. Okay. Um, you know, I did want to touch on pretty quickly. It sounds like uh, they um, stole Trump's passports, the FBI. I mean, the more stuff that comes out of this raid on Mar-a-Lago, the more you've got to wonder, uh, what the hell, right? Um, did the FBI set up the... Uh, set up the secret service so that um, the secret service it sounds like they had to change a lock on something um did the did the fbi set up the secret service so that they could go in there were they what were they after they wanted all the surveillance cameras turned off thank god that that didn't happen um were they looking for all the documents because you know trump had released he unclassified um the hillary clinton email scandal i think and the uh russia hoax he uh, oh i'm sorry the russia hoax and um the spying on his uh on his campaign he unclassified all that how much do you want to bet that the fbi went in there looking for those items you know what he should have done he put a, put them on a zip drive and then uh downloaded it to hunter biden's laptop good lord they'd never look there but I think um, uh, uh, it's Cash Patel. It's spelled with a K. He's the one who's been, you know, screaming this at the top of his lungs. You know, like that's probably what the FBI went after so they could tie it up and say it's an active investigation and you guys don't get to look at it. Screw you. Defund the FBI. Every single person who went into Mar-a-Lago should be fired. I don't care if they're just, you know, regular Joe and Jane doing their job. You don't get that luxury. You don't get to sit back on your laurels and say, I was just doing my job. No, no. You don't get to be the weaponized Gestapo for the Democrat Party. I don't think so. We call for your defunding. It's ridiculous. But that they didn't stop there. So the more crap that comes out of uh, this debacle, uh, 
the more it sounds like they were fishing, right? They 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 had this warrant. Uh, they didn't need it because Trump had been uh, compliant all along. You know, he was transparent. He was like, yeah, all they had to do was call me. I was cooperating and blah, 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 you know, for months now. And they didn't do that. Oh, no, we got to get this warrant, which would have been good for two weeks. But nope, they had to fire off on a Monday while he wasn't there. Uh, and then didn't allow the uh, the lawyers anywhere near. No, it can't be over here. Well, that nothing says suspicious like, uh, you know, that. I don't know. And so not to be outdone, the lefties have also decided, because they're all excited about this. Oh, he's going to get what he wants. Oh, he's going to go or get what he wants. He's going to go to jail. They're finally going to get him. Oh, shut up. Do you ever get tired of being wrong, lefties? Do you ever get sick of being wrong? Do you ever get sick of getting played? I don't know. I don't know. So, um... Some leftist yokel who doesn't even need to be named, they uh, he's declared uh, Catholic rosary beads to be uh, a sign of Christian extremism. Yes, because nothing suggests extremism quite like praying the rosary. Now, some of you may not be familiar because you're not Catholic, but they are uh, they are a series of beads. They've got five decades, and you're supposed to say each decade uh, in a certain order. Uh, you say certain prayers and, um, you know, this, it, it is believed by Catholics that the rosary was handed, um, I think to St. Dominic, uh, by our lady. So Jesus's mother, Mary, she handed him the rosary beads and this is the sword of heaven. This is the weapon that puts down Satan. Now, I don't know how much you guys are familiar with, uh, like, Father Rippinger and, um, uh, you know, that, uh, the exorcists, the true exorcists, the real exorcists, right? Um, but these are guys who are, you know, they go and they, they actually perform actual exorcisms. Um, I think, uh, Father, uh, I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's Amore. I think, um, ugh. He was in Rome. He he died several years ago now, but um, or a couple years ago, he was like the number one exorcist out of the Vatican. He was the guy, right? And I'm pretty sure he's the guy that the movie The Right was based off of. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty certain uh, he was at least uh, the main example. Anyway, when you listen to these. Uh, priests talk, these exorcists talk, Father Rippinger, you can find on YouTube, if you're curious, he'll talk about it, about the spiritual warfare. Um, he talks about, you know, you can be in an exorcism for days, you know, and going through this series. Um, it's not quite like the movie. Um, you're going through these series of prayers and whatnot in an exorcism. But, um, you know, if, if Jesus's mother, if Our Lady shows up, boom, the demon's out gone. He has no power because she's the queen of heaven and earth. She has given us this sword of heaven through the rosary. It is never, well, I don't know what these, well, I don't know what these lefties think. Like, are we wrapping around somebody's neck and choking them out? No, we're, you're praying the rosary. Um, and they hate it. They hate it. Well, of course, because you're possessed by Satan. There's, I, I just don't know any other way to explain your crazy unhinged vitriol I just don't un I don't know how else to explain it except to be you know at least in some way in some manner uh, a subject of demonic influence 
maybe not Satan himself, but some type of demonic influence. Of course you hate the rosary because you, you wouldn't be going after it if it didn't have power. All I can think of is Glinda the Good Witch, right? When she tells Dorothy to hold on to the shoes, they must be very powerful. She wouldn't want them so bad, right? Same thing. Same thing. So as soon as this goofy article came out about how the rosary beads were akin to the Christians clinging to their AR-15s, um, that's all I could think of was Glinda the Good Witch. And she's like, well, hold on to your rosary beads because they wouldn't be powerful. They wouldn't be, you know, so powerful. She wouldn't want them so bad if they weren't so powerful, right? Hold on to your rosary beads because the lefties, they want them gone. They want everything good to be gone, right? They want to get rid of the family. They want to get rid of your children's ability to procreate by giving them gender, you know, hormone therapy, gender affirmation. You know, who's this Rachel Levine, that guy, you know, like, oh, the picture of health for the associate secretary of health or whatever, right? The woman of the year. Some, I don't know if they are the woman of the year, but somebody tried to shove them in. They're not a woman. He's a man. He's a man, man. Yeah, the picture of health. The lefties want everything good destroyed. Why? Because they are miserable, miserable people and misery loves company. So pray your rosary beads. Pray in general. We are in a spiritual battle. We are absolutely in a spiritual battle. We're in a social battle. We're in an economic battle. We are battling on every front, which is why I started the show with battle fatigue. We are all fatigued. But you know what? You gain strength in prayer. You gain strength by, by you know, relying on your prayers. As a Catholic, you know, we can rely on, on our rosary. But if you're not Catholic, you know, you have your own prayers. We can do this. We're not so battle fatigued that they're going to beat the crap out of us and take us down. We're just getting ready. We're just getting ready. All right. You know what to do. Uh, Wyoming and Alaska, get out and vote tomorrow. I don't want to hear it if you don't get up and get out and get voting. All right. As always, stay deplorable patriots. Love and God bless.